Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, October 10. My name is Kat Ernst and it's Million Dollar Chase Week down here in Sydney and joining me to discuss all of the action as he does each and every week is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. It is a massive one coming up for the Greyhound enthusiast this week, isn't it? Good morning, Cat. It is. Uh, interesting final. Uh, the box draw, which we'll get to in a second, I think has, has paved the way for what might well be a special, but had a few big names miss out, but plenty made it. And that support program is going to be something else, isn't it? Ten feature races on Friday night. Absolutely cannot wait for it. One of my favourites is the Masters Meteor. And we spoke to Dave Gill last week here on the show and both his greyhounds delivered there making the final. Um, even looking at that race alone, Duff, it's stacked with quality. Um, when you think of dogs that are in the twilight of their careers going around for $100,000, geez, it's attracted a good field. It has, and they're still capable of running 29.50, 29.60. Fernando Hunt has come up with the red, and he is the favourite, uh, 250 into 230. Zippy Tesla uh, racing pretty well for Shane Stiff, uh, box three, $3.90. Hilltop Jack, we spoke to Dave Gill, as you said, last week, box four at 6.50. Aston Ulysses continues to race well, box five at six. Stout Manelli, box six at $13, and the pink runner, Aston Barak, at $5.50. So... Uh, th- these dogs have been going around and around and around and racing really well for two or three seasons now. It's a good final. And Aston Barrack, he is absolutely drawn to perfection out there in Box 8. I think that's exactly where he wants to be, so I don't mind that $5.50. Yeah, I thought Fernando Hunter would be pretty hard to beat off the red uh, $2.30, maybe a little bit short. Those dogs of Daigills, in particular Hilltop Jack, because he does have some pace uh, even though his legs are getting on in years, but um, yeah, it's a good race. Let's dive straight into the Million Dollar Chase. We're going to talk to Steve Fitch in just a moment, but before we do that, let's uh, launch into this market. Daft Postman Pat's the $2.20 favourite. Just take us through uh, those prices and if there's been any support for any of these runners in these early stages. You wouldn't believe it. My computer's just frozen, but... Um, <laughs> can't I can t- talk... I can, talk, I can talk you through them if you like. Um, Cumbria Kid, $26. J is J, Box 2. Geez, he was impressive, $2.60. Postman Pat, $2.20. Bella Una, $23. Has Ability, $41. Tinker Norm, $6.50. One Hot Band at $8. And Yachi Bale at $9.50. What takes your fancy there, Duff? I thought the way that the races were run last week and just looking at what these dogs can run early, I think it's Postman Pat's race to lose. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's been in terrific form of recent times, as we know, since he crossed from New Zealand. It's only three starts ago he had the red at sand, and he broke five seconds early. That's unheard of. I don't know whether there's anything that can go with him. Cat, there's a distinct lack of pace there. I thought he'd be shorter than the current uh, 2.25. Uh, the only other one that I can get near him early is JSJ, and he's a little bit hit and miss, and he's drawn inside him. So I, I understand why those two dominate the market. I don't think that's going to change. Um, Postman Pat, probably on the back of uh, the fact that he can lead, but more importantly because it's Postman Pat, he's got such a profile. Uh, he'll be the favourite. JSJ clearly is going to be the one to beat. I just don't know whether the outside division can get into it. If one of those two leads, and that's the way that it looks, you think they're going to be running around about that 29, 30 or 40 mark. I just don't know whether anything can come from behind and beat them. 
The only thing that scares me with the fave DAF is we rewind the clock back probably two months ago to the Group 1 National Sprint Championship down at the mm. Meadows. He was drawn exactly the same in Box 3, and we were having exactly the same discussion. How does he get beat? On that occasion, though, there was a lot more pace in that race. There's, there's not this time. Chink and Norm, the other, one of the other Victorians out in Box 6 now, in his, early on in his career, he was a brilliant beginner who had trouble running 400. He's kind of gone the full circle here. He's now a little bit ordinary early, definitely suited out wide. But you have a look at Postman Pat, um, JSJ in two, but in four, Bella Una, five, Has Ability, six, Tinker Norm, seven, What Hat Bandit, eight, Archie Bale. I don't think there's anything there that can go with Postman Pat, even if he doesn't ping the start. If he, does, if he doesn't ping the start, he can still begin on terms with him and then take off. Uh, I, I just don't know how they're going to lead him. Well, it's going to be a really interesting race on Friday night and one man who is hoping for an upset is Steve Fitch, who has Cumbria Kid, drawn beautifully in box one. Before we, st- before we talk to Steve, let's relive that replay from Friday night. Racing now, zipping Novak slow. Frisky Fallon exploded away and led clearly to the first corner, but idolizes quickly up there, three quarters away. Railing through, Cumbria Kid got to third, and Mia, she's fast fourth. They're followed by Nora's boy. Well back in the field, Crackerjack RT, mortified and zipping Novak, the favourites out the back. Off the back straight, Nora's boy went through, uh, idolized, went through to hit the lead, but following her through, Cumbria Kid. Cumbria Kid got up on the inside, went to the front from idolize and Cumbria Kid's drawn away. Cumbria Cumbria Kid on a night of upsets. That's another one beats Idolize. Photo third. Frisky Fadonomia. She's fast. Then Crackerjack RT. Nora's boy. Mortified and zipping Novak. The time around 29.8. That was Cumbria Kid winning his semi-final of the million dollar chase at quite big odds. $26 there last Friday night and he's going to have to do the same at a similar quote this week and joining us now to chat about his chances and the thrill of making the final is owner and trainer Steve Fitch. Good morning to you Steve. What a week for you. You must be absolutely pinching yourself to be in a million dollar chase final. Yeah morning Cap. Thank you. Um, Yes it's uh, a little bit surreal and um, very excited. And Steve, uh, apart from the fact that he's he's got into the final and he's got the red, having I mean, a look back through his form, you've probably got to be happy with the draw. He's had 16 red starts for six wins and six placings. Yeah, uh, I don't think you could win from any other box. Um, so when I picked out the red, I, you can imagine uh, the look on my face. It's one, of the, it's one thing to obviously make these finals, Steve, and then to get a, such a good draw in them. It just... It makes the week so much more enjoyable, I guess, going into it thinking, you know, I've got a rough chance of actually going there on the big night and pulling off an upset. What's going through your mind this week? How are you feeling and how are the nerves? Um, yeah, it's certainly you know, a bit of a battle. You're trying to keep it normal and do our day-to-day activities and then you stop and think, oh, crikey, I've got box one in a million-dollar race. And, yeah, like you said, he's, he's not without a hope from the draw. It's um, you sort of got to stop and catch your breath. And Steve, we did see that last week with with some of the upsets, and it was an upset uh, in his own right, Cumbria kid. Uh, what were you thinking in the run? Did you think he could win? Um, I knew if he got across Zipping Novak and the dog in the one in the run of the first bend, I knew he would rail hard at the first bend. That's what him and his brother both do there. And when he and that's exactly what happened. He just got across Dipping Novak, and then he railed hard, and there was a, a gap opened up. And down the back, I went, "Oh well, he's you know 
he's going to run a run a hole here, and then uh, halfway around the bend, Idolise came straight back. He went and caught it pretty easy, which was a bit of a surprise. And then, uh, yeah, then the whip came out. Take away last week's performance. He's been a remarkable little dog for you. Just, um, I say all the time, just a real honest little bread and butter dog that you'd love to have. Just talk us through um, him, the litter, the line, because it's been bred by yourself and um, you've done all the hard yards with them, taking them along early. And, geez, it's been a good little line for you that just keeps producing winners. Yeah, it's um, just uh, it's just been un- unbelievable what happened. We just, as everyone knows the story that I I got back into dogs about eight years ago and I, I said I wanted to get a, a quality brood bitch to breed from. I just want to breed my own dogs. Every dog we have here, I, I breed and rear myself. Um, And we got Hilltop Bell from Kevin Gordon um, and by collision out of Lock and Bar Vogue and she's had two litters. They've won... I think it's almost it's about 190 odd races now, almost at the 200 um, as a whole, and over 800,000 in prize money. And a dog like the kitty, they're all the thing with the litters is that all the dogs in them can run. They've all got ability, and they're all very even. Um, the kids won, I think now 17 races, made two group finals, and and like you say, they just n- never run a bad race. Like you go through their form, you wouldn't find many where they finish out of the top four. You're right about his form, Steve. I had a look at it last night. 68 starts, 17 wins, 23 placings. In that, he's earned 75000 in prize money, which is a pretty hefty amount. But you must pinch yourself when you think what what lies ahead. A million dollars to the winner, but even second's 100 and third is 45. Yeah, and that's, you know, I say to everyone, you know, if you're in dogs just for money, you're going to be there. You're going to be disappointed and, and you're probably there for the wrong reason, but um, that sort of money, even like you say, third prize money, $45,000, that's and takes an enormous amount of pressure off you week to week. Um, you know, makes everything so much easier, doesn't it? So. And we just said it's not a, not all about the money, but a million dollars. Geez, have you, have you dared to dream yet? Have you thought about what that could do for you and your family? Um, yeah, you do. Um, like it would mean my wife could basically finish work. She's we're planning on my wife finishing work um in the next next year um and, and retiring. And like we've worked hard for the twenty years to set ourselves up. We're not we're not broke, but we certainly wouldn't knock back a million, and would certainly make a massive difference. I'd probably upgrade from a fifteen bottle of red on Friday night to a twenty five to thirty dollars. So. <laughs> It's a nice Not much problem. would change for me. As you know, with the dog, your day-to-day activity is the is the same. And um, I just love being around my dogs. I've finally just sold the last of my business in the last week, um, and I'm looking forward to just working with the dogs from now on. Steve, this race is full of fairy tales uh, and, and stories, and you know you've got your own. But have you had a good look through the race? Where do you think he's going to be running it? And, and quite clearly, the dangers are in two and three, but. What do you need to do to be able to grab this million-dollar prize? He just needs to do what he did last week in rail at that first bend, and he can't beat those brilliant dogs if they're on their own, but if it becomes a dog race and they're buffeting and all the speed dogs are in each other's way, then a dog like him and Yachi Bales and the ones, you know, genuine race dogs, um, which that's what he is, and like, as I say, he's a genuine race dog. He's not a brilliant dog like those other Jays, Jay and that, but... 
if he can sit behind them and there's any trouble, um, he will rail hard at that first bend. And if he can put himself in the race again, well, who knows what can happen. And last one from me, Steve. I suppose if you could just uh, express to people out there just what it is about the dogs that you love so much and um, particularly, I, I guess, heading into the final, this fella, because you're a, ho- a hobby trainer that's sort of trying to make the leap to become professional and um, obviously you, you love the dogs, you breed them, you've spent every day with them from day one, so no doubt they become pretty special to you, don't they, when you when you get to this stage and you now take him to the races? Yeah, and like anyone who knows who breeds the breeds dogs themselves, um, just getting the race, just winning a race. I was just as wrapped last night in Cumbria Miss one because she's a little trier as well. Um, you know, and the dogs come, your family sacrifices a lot. They put up with me, you know, um, but the dogs sort of mean everything to me. I've always loved dogs from the time I was a kid, all animals, and um, I can say to people, I, I much prefer the company of dogs to people. So, <laughs> but how do you describe it? The, the, we bring the dogs into the world. You spend every day with them for two years, and when you get to the track and win a race, you, it's a massive thrill. Um, and a dog like the kid, he's just such a relaxed dog. He's happy every day. He jumps up, gives me a cuddle, um, goes to the track, relaxes the whole time he's there. You have to wake him up to get out to come out for a race, which is a, also in his advantage, and you just like being with them. Well, Steve, it's a great story, particularly uh, given the fact that you've bred this litter. and It's been a terrific litter. It's been a wonderful ride. And here you are sitting up with the red box in a race worth a million dollars to the winner. Can't wait for that vision Saturday night. And I'm sure that uh, you'll be rolling out more than one bottle of red should you uh, be victorious on Saturday night. I guess, to be fair, even running a place would, would be a massive feather in, in yourself and the kennel's cap. Yeah, it would. Um, we've been run place in places in big races. We haven't won one yet. It'd be nice to win one. Um, at the end of the day, I'd be happy to win. I'm happy to run a place. If we don't, you know, it'll all be okay. There's no, no dramas. Well, all the very best there Saturday night. Looking forward to the coverage. Looking forward to, uh, to cat catching with you on track. All the very best. And hopefully we're chatting again soon. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. See you later. What do you think, Kat? Has he got any chance? Yeah, box one brings him right into it. And as mm. we say, there is no certainties in racing. Um, if he happens to jump, if box one brings him out and he happens to posse up there around the first turn, you just don't know what's going to happen. If you've got a dog that can run around that 29.7, 29.8 mark, it doesn't take much interference um, from those drawn on his outside to jumble up. And he's in with a chance. And incidentally as well, um, if you're tuning into the morning line on Thursday morning for Going Greyhounds, we do have a special feature story with Steve Fitch and Cumbria Kids. So oh, keep nice. your eyes peeled for that one. Um, okay. I just had a little whisper in my ear, Daft, that we can jump straight into things um, and move on to our next guest, which is going to be Lisa Delbridge. So before we welcome Lisa in, let's listen to Yachi Bale winning his Million Dollar Chase semi-final from the weekend. And they're racing now. Yachi Bale away okay from the inside. Yachi Bale away okay from the inside. Out fast. Isles Entity will lead to the first turn from Bandit Bluey and Wide. And that Al Shebra got tied at the first corner. And Yachi Bale got checked to the back straight. Isles Entity leads from Magic Muffin railing up to second. Third, Nat Al Sheba. Froch to fourth. And Yachi Bale. Palawa King well back from Sunshine Lily and Bandit Bluey at the home corner. It's Isles Entity. Three quarters, Magic Muffin. As she comes to the outside to issue a challenge, Isles Entity's kicking. 
Yachi Bale's rocketing home. Yachi Bale over the top has Nabdal Zedity right on the post. Nat Al Sheba dive through third. Fourth either Froch Palawa King charging home or behind them Sunshine Lily from Bandit Bluey. It was back towards the end in what was a massive finish. The time around 29.99. Yachi Bale, last year's Melbourne Cup winner, a chance at a million dollars. That was Yachi Bale. And Daph, before we bring on Lisa Delbridge, let's just talk about that performance because it was some run. I said straight after the race, I think it nearly goes down as run of the year. I tipped Yachi Bale to a few people and when he got skittled going through the first turn. I stopped watching him completely. I thought, oh, he'll mm. be doing well to run a place here. And then when the leaders sort of started sw- uh, struggling, you know, paddling going into the home straight, started looking for what was swooping, and here comes Yachi, and could not believe it. It was just it was some performance. It was an enormous run, and, and actually it was probably uh, equally as an enormous run. The previous week when he ran second, a band of blue, he found all sorts of trouble from the white on that occasion just to go down narrowly, and he got the job, or well, the timing was perfect the other night, and, and I guess we're turning the clock back nearly 12 months. That was the Archie Bale of 12 months ago. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely finding the right form at the right time, and joining us to have a chat about his chances is trainer Lisa Delbridge. Good morning to you, Lisa. You must be absolutely wrapped with the boy after that performance last Friday night in the semi final. Yeah, morning. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to. Um, for him to get back in form. Um, not that he's been, like, he's been there about, but he's always, he's had a few injuries that have held him back a bit. And, um, like, he, we went into this race, this series, very underdone. And, um, cause he was injured and we sort of rushed him back just, just because we're coming. So we thought we'd just throw him in. And, and now he's in the big one and we dare to dream, don't we? Really? Yeah, you're quite right, Lisa. And I was just talking about the Melbourne Cup last year, and, and you know that was one of the, well, no doubt the highlight of his career. But it was an enormous win, and I think we were looking forward to the next 12 months. Um, you know, he went to sail for the for the sail cup over the longer trip. Looked like uh, he's he's broken 34 seconds at Sandown, but it looked like he, that extra 70 or 80 metres just found him out. Yeah, that's right. I, I... I kept saying to Mark, I don't know whether he's a true 600-metre dog. I know he's broke 34 at Sandown, but um, he just, he's got no pace and he has to get a clear run sort of to come home over the top of him. But, um, like, what do you do? You've you got to chase these races. So, um, you know, it would have been nice that we love him and he got, regardless what he does, but... Um, He's certainly got a motor on on in the back, you know, like in the back end of his races. So um, he needs a clear run around the first corner this week. But um, you're there, so you never know. He moves into box eight from box one last week. He obviously had um, out to box eight this week uh, for the final. What do you make of the draw, lease? Because we were just speaking before um, you joined us. There's not a great deal of pace drawn underneath him until you get to sort of the, the two and the three. Um, are you happy with the draw or what would you have preferred? Well, there was only two boxes left, which was four and eight. So um, box four he had in the Melbourne Cup, which um, is um, Dan and Paul's favourite uh, number, which would have been nice. But my sister said to me, she goes, look at it this way. This is his second big race he's going to be in for big money. 
Um, so four times two is eight. So uh, we're stuck with the eight, but, I mean, it's not going to hinder him because he likes to track wide anyway. It just depends on that first corner if something gets checked and shoot out that might, might get him. But, I mean, he'll be given it 100% all the way. So um, it'd be nice to think that he could make a run like the Melbourne Cup, like last week's run was very similar to his Melbourne Cup win. Um, but, you know, there's eight dogs in there that every chance of winning. So we just fingers crossed and uh, hope the man up upstairs, Paul, is um, riding us home up the straight on Saturday night. Lisa, it's a good point you made about the pink box. He's actually had six starts and never won from the pink, but he's he's had plenty of terrific wins from boxes six and seven. I I personally prefer him drawn out wide. He seems to go better when he can find his feet. And as Kat touched on then, there's not a terrible lot of pace, so he might not be as far back as what you think. No, and and he's um like he he jumped his last two starts he's jumped fairly well, and uh, I think that's maybe because he's. He's been a bit fresh and, um, you know, he he's getting down in the boxes and, and wanting to get out. So hopefully he's turned the corner in that way. And, um, you know, if he pauses himself in the race, I mean, he's got the... His run-home time is a lot stronger than the rest of those dogs in those in that race on Saturday night. So, mm-hmm. you know, there only has to be a bit of a scrimmage or whatever and he'll be, he'll be charging home. So, I mean, fingers crossed. And now it's not just Yachi going around for Team Gelbridge on Friday night. You've also got Zohar Bale lining up in the Sydney Cup for Group 1 prize money, and he looks a lot more suited. He's moved. He's done the opposite of Yachi. He had Box 8 last week, and he moves to Box 1 this week. And um, we see in the market that he, he's $3.60, so uh, punters definitely keeping him safe there. He looks a good chance in the Sydney Cup final lease. Yeah, Mark always said, he goes, I'd like to see him off the outside just to see what he does. And after last uh, last week's race, he said, maybe he doesn't want the outside because he come out of the, out of the pink and just head straight left. So, um, and, he, and he, he, he normally draws sort of one to four in a lot of his races and he, and he goes well off them. So um, it just depends on how zipping Vanessa gets out because she's, she's an absolute uh, machine. So... Um, but, I mean, he's had two looks now around Winnie and, um, you know, being on the inside, he should be able to, um, he won't lead, but he'll posse up and, and make his own run like he does down here, hopefully. So, I mean, he's, he's a chance. It's a big advantage, that red box there, looking through that field, because he's got Val Bolicella drawn in box two. Now, she can show pace, but she tends to keep off a little bit, so he might have some room there uh, on that rail. He'll be back early, but... Well, at least he doesn't have to work his way across because he'll already be there. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Now, what's the plan this week? Um, are you both coming up, yourself and Mark, or who's got the duties? Uh, when will you head off? No, we're both coming up. Um, we stayed up all week last week, but we had to come home this week. But uh, we're heading up on Thursday, so um, we'll go to Jan's and um, stay there and then head up to Wendy on Friday, well, around just after lunch, I think we have to leave. So, And then we'll come home on Saturday. 
Well, you've got two major hopes in, in the two big ones, the Sydney Cup, Zohar Bale off the red, and, of course, Yachi Bale, the pink box in the million-dollar chase. We can only wish you all of the best, Lisa, you... And your and your Mark and your husband Mark have been such hard workers in the greyhound industry in Victoria and, and everywhere else for all well, the past couple of decades or so. There's hardly a race meeting goes by in country Victoria where we don't see one of uh, one of you pair on the track. You do lots and lots of travelling. Fingers crossed, you've got something to come home with on Saturday morning. You know, it'll be nice, and yeah, I'll be I'll be praying. That's for sure. But um, as long as they all get round safe, that's the main thing, and they all come home. That's a terrific attitude to have. And, of course, uh, plenty of spores coming up in the coming months in Victoria and elsewhere as well. Good luck on Friday night, Lisa. Thank you very much. There she was, Lisa Dolbridge, uh, who will be putting the polish on Yachi Bar in the Million Dollar Chase. I tell you, you can't underestimate that particular candle. I've followed them for a long, long time. They started off small. They've got big, particularly in their connection with the wheelers, and they travel everywhere. Yeah, they say have dog will travel, and it's just uh, a testament to them. They do a great job with their dogs, and um, Lisa, I've gotten to know her over the last couple of years, absolutely lovely lady, and mm. uh, really looks after her dogs and loves them like they're a kid. So, uh, you know, obviously we talk about one side of it being the small time people um, wanting the fairy tales but you know you don't um, you don't get to the top without plenty of hard work and and dedication and I suppose when these big time trainers they get the luck and they win these big races you've got to take your hats off to them because they've started small too and they've built their way up so best of luck to everyone in the final this week. You're right about that. We're going to take a short break, and then after the break, we'll catch up with Peter Lagosioni, uh, the caretaker trainer for Postman Pat, favoured for the Million Dollar Chase. Take a good look at the next eight people you pass in the street. It's highly likely that one of them is an unpaid carer. There are more than 2.6 million unpaid carers across Australia, some of them as young as 12. Many go unrecognised and do what they do with little or no support. So this National Carers Week, let's recognise Australia's unpaid carers. Visit carersweek.com.au to find out how you can show your support. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won, along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ram. Book now at theracers.com.au. The Cozzy Oscar. Yeah, it's exciting. Wild horses could be keeping away. The world's richest race for country trained horses. Bellflower in front wins the Cozzy Oscar. And the truth gets the money. It's me on the outside. Got up to win it. A heart stopping victory. Arcado goes to him and got him. He keeps going front page and he's the headline act this year. The Cozzy Oscar on Tab Everest Day at Royal Roundway. This Saturday on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Racing now. Postman Pat left cleanly enough wide out. He's charging up to Tom Keeping as they run to the first turn. And Postman Pat will burn across and lead Tom Keeping into third placing Albert's memory. They're followed wider quantifiable who got into some trouble with Magic Secret. Royal Nangar getting up on the inside. The Niley Bale and Rebel Ethics off the back. And Postman Patty only leads by a length. He hasn't shaken off Tom Keeping who's coming at him again. They turn. It's Postman Pat a length in front of Tom Keeping. He's drawing away late. Postman Pat. The fa- 
favourite for next week. He wins it by two, Tom Keeping. Third, Albert's Memory. And fourth, Quantifiable. That was Postman Patton. He was absolutely brilliant winning his semi-final, the Million Dollar Chase, last Friday. And joining us to discuss his chances in the big one this week is caretaker trainer Peter Lagogiani. And Pete, good morning to you. It would not be Million Dollar Chase Week without having you on the radio show. How are you? Yeah, good morning, guys. Thank you for the chat. That's nice of you to say. Let's talk about this fella and his performance last week. Jeez, uh, I tell you, the, the second dog run an almighty race, and when the time came up on the board, 29.58, uh, just franked what a good run it was from both of those greyhounds um, in defeat. The second dog, I thought he was absolutely enormous, but full credit to your bloke, uh, 29.58, what did you make of the run? Yeah, Kat, I, I thought it was a great run by him. Uh, you know, you're right, Tom Keeping, you know, put it, put it up to him and, and then give it to him around the back and, and the home turn, but then... Postman Pat showed his, uh, his, well, his class, really, and, um, and got away from him at the end. But um, uh, kudos to both dogs. They really chased the line. And uh, Tom Keeping, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him, too. But he's a little bit deceptive, this dog. When he first came across from New Zealand, he, he, Jason put him in those short races around Shepherd and uh, Geelong, etc., and we thought maybe he was just a speedy, uh, a speedy wonder, but he showed in a couple of his wins, particularly when he got to Queensland, he's got strength as well. And that race was there for Tom Keeping to take the other night. And don't underestimate him; he's a dog with a lot of ability. But he was actually holding me on the line, if anything, getting away from him. Yeah, you're right, Joe. Look, when when, when we trolled Postman Pat at Wentworth Park, he came home in eleven six, uh, which is pretty damn good around that circuit. So. Uh, he just faltered a bit, you know, at box rise, and, and his first section wasn't brilliant. And, and I think he felt his way around down the back. And, look, Jason always said the dog needs one or two looks at a track. And, uh, and you know, look, he's a master trainer. He knows what he's doing with the dogs, obviously. So he just said, look, just, just mate, do do what you do with your dogs, he said. Treat him as your own. And uh, and that's what we've done. And uh, just keep him keep him on song. And... and uh, Mate, that, that, that's, that's about it. You know, we're, we're basically the curious for the dog to take him to the track. He came that well prepared. We don't have to do much with him. We just have to give him a look at, a, at the track, which we did, and he'll do the rest. It's been a great partnership that you've developed with the Thompsons over the last month or so. Obviously, Umberto taking out the megastar down at Dapdo, but talk us through this fella because there's been such a rap on him for a long time as a dog um, when he come into your kennel. What were your thought, first impressions of him? Because I know seeing Tony Brett when he went up there, Tony just said, he's just an average little dog. There's nothing special about him, but geez, he's got an engine. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, yeah, look, Tony probably got it right. Uh, look, when, when I saw him come off from Curious, you know, Hound Haulers had done a mar- marvellous job bringing him down and he lost no weight. Mate, just come down and, and come off. And I said, oh, is that him, is it? I, I sort of had the same impression, but... When I put him out in the yard and I saw him strut around, I said, well, this guy's got something. And uh, he just, he, he stuck his chest out and he said, look, I'm here, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was something to, it was, you know, it was, it was a good feeling to see that from a little dog. And uh, and I'll tell you, he, um, our, our master in the, well, our, our head dog in our kennel is his beast unleashed, our stud dog. And, he, and I'll tell you, he gives him a bit of a growl every time I walk past his kennel with him. So, um, yeah, he knows he wants to be boss, I'll tell you. Yeah, I don't mean to be derogatory, but I saw him at Albion Park a couple of times, and he's he's not a lot to look at. Maybe because he's not that big, Pete. He's he's only what tick over thirty kilos. 
That's right. Yeah, little man syndrome, but uh, or little dog syndrome. Yeah, look, he's um, but he's all hard. He's all chase, and he's all class. I tell you, and uh, he does nothing wrong in the kennels. He just lays there and waits for it to happen, and uh, he knows when it's feed time. He knows when it's empty time. He's upstanding, waiting. He goes out in his yard. He he builds around the yard and and, and a couple of scrapes in the yard and just lets you know he's ready. A bit of a shake and. Away he goes. He's just a brilliant, brilliant little dog. Now he's drawn box three for the final this week. A little bit different for what you're used to in these million dollar chase finals, Pete, because you've won two and both of them have had box seven. So uh, talk us through the draw and what your thoughts were on drawing box three for the final. Yeah, look, Kate, just doing the form, you know, there's not an abundance uh, amount of speed and, and a lot of these dogs in it don't haven't got brilliant box speed, um, but geez, they're all they're, they're all they're all keen to the line the last little bit. Most of these guys can run the bit 11, 6, 11, 5 run home. So, um, look, I think the box three will suit him. We just needed to see what was drawn around him. Um, I think the dog will improve as Jason has told me. You know, after a couple, you know, another look, he'll improve him further, and um, and we're hoping that's that's correct. And um, look, what's drawn around him, there's not there's not a lot of pace. If you can find, you know, obviously the front early and the fence early, look, I'm not saying you'd be hard to beat, but Jesus, um, we're going to see where the other ones are, you know, behind him and who's sitting on his tail. So he's very strong, this bloke. Um, yeah, look, I, I think he's perfectly boxed where he is. I agree with that. I, I was quite impressed with his early split last week because we do know how hard it is to get across from the pink there. He ran 5.41 early. Uh, Jay is Jay. Well, he's back to his very best. Uh, I think his uh, his best first split at Wentworth Park is just a tick under 5.50. Not over-renowned for his early pace. The race just looks set for Postman Pat to either lead on his own or, if he doesn't get that start right, which he can do, to, to then take off anyway. Yeah, you're right. Again, it, it's it's where they are at the first turn, it's where, and where he is more importantly at the first turn. He can, I, I know he can run the splits. This dog, you know, he's he's he's, he's on his toes. He's, uh, you know, just seeing what what he's done in New Zealand, how he how he can come up, uh, he comes under the lid. So um, if we can just emulate that on Friday night, you're right, Jerry. I, I think this bloke can lead and lead cleanly. Um, you know, and then again, like I said previous, it's it's where the rest of them are in the pack behind him. And now it's not just Postman Pack going around for Team Lagogiani on Friday night. You've also got your own boy, Rocket Riot, going around in the Young Star Classic final. Um, he was breathtaking winning his semi, oh, his heat of that last weekend. What did you make of the performance? And drawn tricky in Box 5 this week, what do we think of his chances? Oh, of course, it's a tricky draw, Box 5. But look, you know, a lot of the, the women of Park experts will tell you, you know, Box 4 and 5 are a straight run to the first turn, so... Um, look, if you can emulate what he did on, on on Saturday, you know he'll be he'll be you know in the finish. Look, he's he's a very very classy animal. He's you know we went, we took him to Queensland and he picked up a an injury that um, you know, it took me forever to get right. And I think it was more confidence with the dog. And and last week in the in the qualifying heats for the million dollar chase, he was just buffeted out of it early. You know, reverse the boxes with Starline Express. I think our bloke finds the fence early and, he, and he'll run the 29-6, 29-7 up front, what he can do. Um, look, he just had clear, clear air early and, and, yeah, he showed what he can do. And Pete, uh, Jason Thompson, Kennel, it's been on fire for 
I don't know how long, but of course he won the Adelaide Cup last Thursday night or Friday night with Transponder. Uh, obviously, Umberto won the the mega star. You won the heat of the uh, the million dollar chase on Friday night. Whilst all of that was going on, Jason Thompson's playing golf in Germany. Any chance he'll be there this week? <laughs> uh, I think he was watching golf, not playing golf. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I, I yeah. Look, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be there with Siona on Friday. I know they've got a couple in another cup in in in, in Melbourne. Yeah, you're right. But his team is on fire, and, and kudos to the Thompson teammate. You know, they that's why they're number one trainers in Australia at the moment. So. Um, you know, we're all trying to be, you know, what they are. You know, every every trainer wants to wants to win the group ones and, and get the group one dogs. And, and Jason and Sienna have done it for the last decade. So, um, yeah, look, uh, let's hope he's there celebrating with us. And, uh, you know, look, win, lose or draw, I think it, it's a great thing that uh, this dog's made the million-dollar chase. And, and, and kudos to the other seven starters also, you know. it's a, It'll be a fairy tale for some of the guys who, who if they come up and win it, on, uh, on Friday night, as it was for us, you know, many, many years ago. Well, not many years ago, but a couple of years ago, um, winning the inaugural one, you know, who would have thought, like like Timmy Newbold said, a dream, now reality. Uh, it was for, for Grand Race again for us, and it could be for somebody on Friday night too. You're right about that, and I know it's a big weekend uh, for, for racing in Sydney, obviously with the Everest on Saturday, and we've got this race on Friday night, but we've got a ready-made... I guess marketing tool here with Postman Paddy's massive news in New Zealand since he came across to Australia. He's obviously huge in Victoria, and uh, and all eyes are going to be on him on Friday night. As Cat said at the top of the show, wouldn't be a, a million dollar chase week without having yourself on, Pete. And it's terrific. You've got a connection with Postman Pat and the Thompsons. Good luck to yourself and the Thompsons on Friday night. Uh, hopefully, we can catch up with you again soon. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. Cheers. Peter Lagogione, uh, the caretaker trainer of Postman Pat for the Thompsons, currently the $2.20 favourite for Friday night's Million Dollar Chase, Cat. Yeah, it's going to be a great race, and I think uh, it's always good to have a chat to Pete because those shots of him winning that inaugural oh, Million Dollar Chase a few years ago, I think we'll be looking at that in 20 years' time when we're doing compiles of Greyhound races and celebrations and all that because it's one of the all-time great performances from a winning trainer that and you one, know what I, I think most of them that you, you speak to in, in all walks of life in all three codes okay the money's a fair part of what it's all about but it's the prestige I'd love to have a dog in one of these races and have it win I wouldn't be able to handle it but you just understand you get a complete understanding of the euphoria when you listen to those stories going into the race and I'm glad I'm glad that you've got uh, on the morning line on Thursday a story on Steve Fitch you know the battlers the big trainers how they get there but they all approach it the same way when they win it's like they're just stunned yeah, I guess we had a, a bit of a experience with that with Belmont Bullet making their Easter egg earlier this year, and yeah. um, I made a fool of myself after that semi final by putting the putting the waterworks no, on. Not but, at all. That's what it's but all about. But you, you just you so and everyone that trains dogs gets it that there's so much work that goes into it. You know, the early mornings, you're up at five thirty, six o'clock, scrubbing kennels, walking dogs, feeding dogs, running dogs. Getting dogs I know Joe McFadden does them. that. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I I just sleep all day. Um, but I um yeah, but it's just um just a, a big effort from everyone involved, and it's not just one person. You know, everyone has a team involved. You know, at our place, it's myself and Joe and 
uh, both our dads are involved with us and beyond that we've we've got family and friends that help us and um, everyone's got that support network around them so to make these finals it almost feels like you've won already just getting there and just to everyone that's made the final this week whether you're a big trainer or a little trainer speaking from experience it may not go your way on Friday night but just enjoy the week for what it is because it's just going to be something that you you, pro, you may never experience again and it's just an amazing experience when you get there on Friday night just soak it all up and enjoy it because it's and something else aside from the morning line on Thursday we'll have sky racing active coverage on Friday night yeah, absolutely, we will. We've got uh, myself, Jason Adams, Lewis Willoughby and Nathan Gretsch on track. Um, and I've also just got a text message from Gary Clark wanting to send out a reminder to all owners and trainers. Uh, we have nominations closing next Tuesday for the Golden Cup, which is $40,000 to the winner, and the Fireball over the 350, which is $25,000 to the winner. So straight off the back of the MDC, it doesn't slow down here in New South Wales. So get your nominations in if you want to have a crack at those two it series. It never slows down. And just a couple of things before we finish the show. The Ipswich Cup is not too far away. This Saturday night, we've got the heats of the Derby and the Futurity. But the Ipswich Cup this year, Cat first prize. $150,000. So if you're in your listening area and you've got one you'll think will be suited around Ipswich, uh, you've got plenty of time to get up and trial it. And, of course, Friday night, aside from the million-dollar chase, we've got the Bendigo Cup. It's got a hot field. Thompsons do have two runners in that final. The straight track, tra- straight track champ, Unleashed Kalinda, box four, $6.50. Uh, this exciting youngster, Alpha Zulu, box eight, currently at $3.20. Rebecca... Uh, Rebecca Gibbons um, has got, got half four, in it. four of the eight runners. It's, that's a good race. That's Friday night as well. Mark it up on that one already. But market's open for all of those features at uh, Wentworth Park on Friday night. Um, as I said, Postman Pat, the $2.20 favourite. Kat, uh, thanks for what you've been able to do this morning, organising the show. Looking forward to Thursday morning, the morning line, and more importantly, catching up on Friday night with, I keep saying Saturday night, uh, Friday night with Sky Racing Active Coverage with yourself and the team. Have a great week, and we'll do it all again next Tuesday with a recap. Looking forward to it, Duff. Thank you.